Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, guys. Mm, happy Wednesday to you out there. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Coming in hot. Um, busy little morning at Shea uh, Glazer here. Uh, woke up. Andrew offered to go get me my Starbucks. Called in the order. <clears throat> mobile order he went and picked it up for me very nice um oh god damn it what the hell is on my new green dress why can't i just not stain things everything I, this is why i can't wear light colored things everything gets poop color on it what is this Oh, God. Everything, literally, I am on right now a carpet that yesterday during a podcast, I knocked over the entire gigantic coffee onto the carpet, and I haven't even cleaned it. 
I don't even know what to do with it. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, you sop up a stain. I just let it run in. I don't even go sop it up. I let it dry. Do you want to see this, Noah? Take a look at this. Stain. Sure. Really, I think it's going to be worse than you could think. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, it looks that like I had diarrhea everywhere on it. It didn't get anywhere on the chair, which is the thing I'm... I don't care about this rug anymore. Roomba keeps getting caught on it. And, um, and like, it's like Roomba ate, uh, you know... Stopped at McDonald's, I'm trying to think, Del Taco and got a number eight. And every time he comes in this room and, and tries to go over this carpet, he gets, Roomba gets confused and disoriented every time he accidentally, if I leave this door open, when Roomba is working the, when, working the apartment, um, he will wander in here, he will get caught on this shaggy carpet, and then I will find him an hour later in the corner just like, hitting the wall like uh, over and over like a you know a girl playing a video game whenever you know Sarah Tolomash's comic used to have a great joke about like girls playing video games and it's always just like the person in the corner just like uh, uh, like jumping in the corner wall do you know what I'm talking about like the the bot you can't you don't know how to like move it it's a sexist joke but she's spot on it's based on her experience, I think, playing video games. Don't write me and be like, girls are great at video games. I know. But whenever I pick up a console, I am that soldier in the corner just, uh, you know, trying to high kick into the wall. Okay, so anyway, that's what Roomba does. He gets caught. And then I go, Roomba, what's going on with you? And he's just going, like talking to himself in the wall. I pick him up and I go, let's flip you over. And I sit him down and I go, let me rub your tummy. And I go, Roomba, it's okay. Because he's going, gah, gah, gah. he's going crazy because I'm picking him up and he wants to work. But I go, Roomba, you're sick. And then I open up his stomach and do some surgery. And sure enough, there's a bunch of goddamn fluff from this stupid carpet. Because he, he got ahead of himself. Roomba, you know you can't go up on that carpet. Um, and so I got to get rid of it. So I was kind of glad when I knocked over a gigantic coffee yesterday when I was on Jason Ellis's podcast with Andrew and just spilled it everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Good. I'm glad I didn't even want that coffee and I didn't want this carpet. And he was like, wow, mate, is that the way you look at everything in life? And I was like, yes, it is. Sometimes if I've taken my meds. I can see life like that, that, you know what, that needed to spill. Because, God, what would I be talking about today if that didn't spill? God only knows. I might say something that could get me canceled, and now then my life would be over. But instead, I'm talking about the, the spill. Man, this room is a mess. You ever look at your life and you just go, well, I've really let it go in here. I've got three Zevia cans. I've got an Amazon Prime empty package now this is in my podcast studio studio you guys the one you haven't seen yet because we are still getting it ready it's supposed to be like a clean off hands room if my mom who designed this room with her friend debbie they like you know styled it if she saw the mess that was going on in here she'd go nikki god damn it now why'd you spill that on that rug and i go mom the rug was never even part of the look you didn't even like the rug i got it for free from a company we were gonna get rid of it anyway well, you didn't even sop it up. What you just left it? Well, you know, Mom, I don't know what you're supposed to do when you're a clean person. If you spill something, I know that there's like a rule. There's on on Reddit sometimes it's like cleaning guides or it's like uh, 
It'll be like simple life hacks. And it'll be like, for this stain, use this. For this stain, use this. For blood, just give up and bury the body in the woods. For, you know, a tar stain, use baking soda. It has all the solutions. So I could look it up. I did buy a little Bissell um, pet cleaner thing that I put together the other day. And then I put the liquid in. And I got it all ready. And I go, I got nothing to clean. I don't know what, what I'd even use this on. Now I got something. I got a stain. But when my clothes get stained, there's something about it that makes me so depressed because I don't know where the stain came from. I just steamed this stupid dress so I would look not wrinkled all day and respect myself. I go, Nikki, no one's going to see you today. You have no plans. You're not really going to be on camera for anything, even in your Zoom life. Why don't you just have a not wrinkled dress? So I steamed it and then still got some dirty chocolate poopy brown color on me and uh i'll 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 get it out later we'll see what happens i do want to know if anyone has ever had um if anyone could let me know how to get pot resin out of a brand new um dry clean only gray silky sweater that i spent a hundred dollars on for some reason it has a bedazzled skull on the back of it Talk about a TJ Maxx find. That's TJ Maxx for you. A sweater that looks cute from the front. And then on the back of it, it has a bedazzled skull. But you know what? I saw the skull and I go, that actually fits with my feeling today. I just get overwhelmed with stains. I just feel so dirty. Like um, My uh, depression is feeling like a stained person. Like inherently, nothing I own will ever be clean. Even when I clean it, it still is stained. There's something on my soul that's stained. I think that's a common feeling for people. Like, I don't know. Andrew can, like, clean up his room and feel pride about it and be like, I'm clean now. Like, he's cleaning right now and he's, like, in a very giddy mood and I'm very happy for him even though I slightly resent it because I know that he can, like, just collect the cans in his room and maybe make his bed and the sheets will still be dirty but he just makes it. And that will be enough for him to feel good about himself and to feel like I did something today, like how he should feel. However, I do that and I go, yeah, my bed is made, my clothes are put away, but they're all like dirty somehow. They all like have a a, a weird uh, feel to them or like other people's clothes just don't, when I put something on my body, it becomes like yellow and tarnished it's I and it's not just my spray tan you guys like I've dealt with this my whole life I think it really is psychological but all of my clothes growing up I talked about this on you up ages ago and someone made a cartoon of it but all of my clothes growing up were all stiff and stained and like hard and I would buy the same shirt as Kirsten from a store and she would bring it home and wash it and then wear it and then I would bring it home mine and wash it and wear it and mine would be like stiff and sad and hers would be like soft and smell good and still look new and I'm just like what is wrong with my body that makes things gross and I don't have an answer for you but I I do not think uh, people go Nikki this is just your depression everyone gets stains this stain that I have on myself today I don't believe other people have I just I really envy people who can just be clean And people go, Nikki, I'm clean because it's my OCD and it haunts me and it's the only way I can feel relaxed. That's why I clean. 
or they just go, I clean because I want to. You you know, and it's like, okay, well, then I wish I wanted to. I, I don't know what the argument is. You want to know something? This stain is still wet. I spilled this yesterday at 24 hours ago, and it's still sopping wet. I just put my foot on it. <laughs> Dude, I thought that would dry. Let's be honest, though. It is like a small kind of spill, and it was a full latte. So there is no doubt that this seeped through the carpet. It is still like it just was spilled yesterday. Oh, my God. In other news, Andrew's cleaning his room. He uh, left his – I was eating breakfast this morning, and he walked out of his bedroom with a handful of cans and different cups, and I tried to film him to see to catch how many cups he was carrying but he almost caught me and then he said that he might also be depressed because I've been depressed you know the past couple days or weeks who knows really what's going on feeling much more stable now but he was like you know what cleaning my room I go how's it going he goes cleaning my room um you know I think I was depressed too and I go oh all right um, I didn't, I, I mean, it makes sense. His girlfriend just moved. Um, I've been in a bad mood. He's someone who, like me, can be dependent on other people's mood to make him feel good. But he's been playing golf every day. Maybe his swing hasn't been what he wanted it to be. We'll talk to him about his depression. But, um, you know, I... It's, it's weird when you're depressed. If you have people in your life who are depressed, talk to them. How about that? How about we all, if we notice someone's sad, we call them up and we say, is everything okay? <laughs> I just like, I thank God I have girlfriends who I can talk to and share my sadness with and they can all go, I'm so sorry, Nikki, and like send back really nice things and ask me about it and let me cry People that don't have that, I really, I feel for. And that's why I try to ask um, people how they feel a lot because I think I just want it so bad back. And I don't really get it back. <laughs> and I'm not being like, woe is me. I'm just being like, I don't have, uh, I don't always surround myself. I My girl girlfriends are great. Um, my mom has gotten better about it. I told my parents the other day that I uh, I was just trying to get a reaction out of them and have them have any concern about my mental health. And uh, I told them that if I work too hard, I'll uh, kill myself someday if I, if I don't get enough sleep and if I keep working. And, uh, you know, I was talking about Simone Biles and, and they were like, well, you got to keep your word. You said you were going to do these gigs. You got to do them or like whatever it was. I wasn't even talking about canceling. I was just like, I might have to like pull a Simone Biles at one point and pull out and they were like nope you got to keep your and I go um what if it leads to me killing myself someday and they're just like so Luigi's doing good I'm just like mm-hmm so it's like I know that they can't handle my pain in that way and so me being um depressed I try to like you know you do the most outrageous thing to like make your parents pay attention that's like why why kids get like tattoos and like pierce their tongue to be like, look, mom, look at me, react, you know, and that's why I say outrageous things and then they don't say anything and then I hang up the phone and I cry because I feel like they don't care. But the truth is they just can't handle 
the idea that their daughter would kill herself. So like they just shut down. Um, and that's okay because that's their own thing. But then my mom did text me later and say, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? And it felt really good. And I like burst out crying because she said it. And then I wrote back to her. I said, I am okay. It means a lot that you asked me. And then she's checked on in on me every day since then. So they can learn. Um, you know what I don't need is people using the things I tell you guys at the top of the podcast against me in my DMs or on Reddit. Um, I got a little heated yesterday on my subreddit because someone wrote, Nikki is spiraling. Has anyone else noticed that she's uh, – going through a psychosis and she's subjecting all of her friends in Tulum to it. They're all in hell listening to her talk about how messy her packing is. No one else is telling her this. And I go, bitch, I gave you all this. I used the word spiraling. I said I'm spiraling. You don't get to form an opinion about me that I gave you and then act like it's a novel opinion. You know, that doesn't, this has happened to me a couple times and I really do appreciate it. Some people don't know where they get ideas about me from, but it's a lot of times you form it on your own. Maybe you make observations, you connect the dots and you go, Hey, I've noticed this thing about you that you might not notice about yourself. That's interesting. And also you're, I'd, I'd rather you not share with me um, right away, maybe draft out a thing and then sit on it and wonder if you would want to say this to a stranger that, or a stranger that might be suffering like you think they are why you would want to pile on and make them feel worse about it. Just would want, I would maybe second guess sending that, but also I'm not you, do what you want. I know you're just doing it out of love for me. If you listen to the podcast, you're a fan, obviously. But for someone to get on Reddit and try to start a discussion about how I'm spiraling based on uh, the word spiraling, which I gave you, <laughs> I said I was spiraling, not you. You don't get to act like you're like, I've noticed she's spiraling because she told us she's spiraling. I've noticed she seemed unhinged because she said she was unhinged. You, you're convincing yourself that you're smart and observant about me when really you just are repeating what I said. So it doesn't, it doesn't need to be repeated. And it especially doesn't need to be repeated on a subreddit that you as a fan of mine know I'm reading because you listen to the show and you know I'm on Reddit. And you know I follow my own subreddit because I told you I did. So instead of putting something on the subreddit that you are trying to say to me that I've already said about myself, how about you draft it, read it to yourself, and ask yourself, would you like that said back to you from a stranger who thinks they know more about you than they do because you gave them that information to put it out there. That being said, I love you. I love that anyone's talking about me and thinking about me. And I did it unsubscribe from my own subreddit because it's too painful. And I don't want to uh, have see that again at 2 a.m. when I'm trying to fall asleep again. Because Reddit soothes me to sleep. But you can go on my subreddit and read that and then read my response because it's exactly what I just said here. Zip it. Um, that being said, I love you besties. And most of you are not like that. And you understand that I'm very self-aware sometimes to the point of... Uh, you know, sometimes like I, I just want to reiterate that when, um, you're annoyed with me on this podcast, I'm, I beat you to it. I'm already annoyed with myself. So, uh, you telling me that you're annoyed with me, um, unless I'm completely unaware of it, I just don't need to hear. I, I already feel the same way, but I'm coming out of this depression. It's the only reason that I'm able to talk about this in this way with a smile on my face. Let's get Andrew in here. Andrew!
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Andrew. Remember that? What if we did that for an hour? You think people would kill themselves? Um, I mean, after they just heard my intro, they might find it soothing. <laughs> oh, boy. What am I walking? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I never know what I'm walking into. I really, it's like. It's, I know. What's What do you feel today? What do you think the tone might be? Well, I don't know. You kind of hinted at you're upset about something. I don't know. Were, are you sad? I'm not even upset. Um, no, I'm, well, you know, there's an underlining, underlining, underlying sadness uh, <laughs> this week. For some reason. Yeah. I think we're all feeling it nationally. It's Things are getting weird again. And um, yeah, just feeling a little bit low. But actually, things are okay. I just noticed a stain on my dress and it just sent me for a, <laughs> dare I say, a spiral. Oh, boy. And what was the, what are the, some of the key points that I missed? If you had to. Um, it, uh, the key points are I, everything I touch get stained and dirty other people are clean just like by be like they're just born clean i was born a smudge uh on like i was just born dirty oh i always like my hair even i've yesterday even you like saying my hair looked like wild like that's my wild state like some people's hair just like dries straight and like just like and and some people just have like natural like my skin my sister's skin was always like perfect and and she had straight hair and I always had like discolored skin with zits and like and hair that was always just mousy brown, like mousy, almost blonde, not really, and like tangly. And it's hard growing up with like just your only example of another young girl that comes from your same lineage being like this perfect thing, and you being like. <laughs> like drooling everywhere, like not yeah. being able to keep a clean room. She likes clean things. She has like American Girl dolls that have like the little basket of fish and she has the little basket and she can keep the little piece <laughs> of bait in the basket and all of her Barbies have both their shoes whereas my Barbies <laughs> look like they should be living on Skid Row <laughs> right when I get them out of the box. I once had a conniption fit. My, my earliest memory of my parents looking at each other and going, oh God something's wrong with this child which it it happened so many times but my first memory was um easter when i was probably three or four i got a uh ariel doll little mermaid and her bangs had like a weird flip at one of the bangs was like not straight with the other bangs and i couldn't handle it (laughs) it was like it wasn't perfect and especially a Barbie doll should be perfect, right? Like there shouldn't be a manufacturing flaw with a Barbie doll. And it just made me feel like I can't ever, nothing can be perfect. And I I was crying so hard on the way to whatever fucking Easter family shit we had to go to. I, I was flailing around the van. I took off, like I got out of my seat. I was like throwing, hurling myself on the floor of the van, on the side of it. I probably tried to like, jump out into traffic. I'm not kidding, I was four. And because the Barbie's bangs would not be straight. And I remember just feeling, I feel that way sometimes about things. Like the other day, I was like looking around my room trying to clean it. And I looked up on my, um, like a, a picture fell on my head because I had to like, 
I don't have a man in my life who knows how to hang anything. And the task rabbit I hired takes seven hours to hang one picture. So I just don't trust anyone anymore. So I just propped this picture on my night or on my uh, what's it called bed. What's the thing behind you on a bed? Um, uh, Bed frame. Headboard. 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 Which, by the way, I've never even felt I deserved a headboard. And by the way, my headboard is rickety as shit, even though I had a professional put it together. It's still rickety. And you know what I say to myself? It's not because I bought a rickety bed frame. It's because I'm rickety. Nothing I can own can be sturdy and and good and beautiful. It has to... And then I looked at it. It fell on my head Mm -hmm. because I had to prop it up against... It because I was just holding it in place until I found someone to actually mount it and found a man to love me that like knows how to like put holes in walls and my mom doesn't come over and do it and it takes her 30 hours to hang one thing and she goes Nick I didn't tell you I was good at this well mom you do it all the time well I this is how long it takes anyway so I propped it up the other day I hit my rickety headboard the the picture fell on my head Taylor Swift fell on my head dented the side of my head I started sobbing because I was just like the thing I love more than anything the world just hit me (laughs) you're like Ariel and (laughs) like her bang being off got you got hit in the exact same spot (laughs) my bang got dented just like the bang oh my god thank god I don't have bangs that would really show you that I was off off my rocker I get that though. But, I get everything you're saying about your sister. My brother is brilliant, like brilliant. You know what I mean? And he yeah. always was brilliant. AP classes, you know, took SAT twos. He was always way smarter than me. Like way more productive. Could could study for hours. SAT twos? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that. What is that? Something out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! A second SAT just for fun? Certain colleges back in the day, like Tufts and I don't know, Ivy League schools that he was applying to. Like, and so I, and I was at least attracted. I was cute. Like, I had that and I was decent at sports, but that goes away, you know? Yeah, your brother's bald as fuck. Yeah. He's shorter than you. No, he's no? not. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um, he, no, yeah, I'm I get not, it. I'm, I'm just yeah, saying, you get like, it. Growing up, like, physically, it wasn't there for me but you know i'm sure if you asked your sister uh, personality wise and also she would say you're beautiful but besides the fact she would say a million things she wishes she had about you or had things that you have in your in your life and i know that it's i'm not trying to like make you just feel better i'm just being on like you know what i mean like no, you're like the, the gra- putting her on a yeah. pedestal because she There's has a lot of hair. people that would lo- that put me on a pedestal that um and and it's it it makes me feel great. Where where at the at the same time it makes me feel like um, I'm projecting a lie, and then I feel bad about that. You know, like because I just know that that's not true or whatever. Like I um I just watched Cooking with Paris today. A couple clips they sent me. It's on Netflix right now. My episode of Cooking with Paris, and like. I just can't watch myself. I just can't. I'm just so disappointed in my performance every time. What do you see wrong? No what. what? What is it? Like, what, what are I just actual- wasn't funny. Oh. I just, like, all these chances I had to be funny, I just go, um, like, yeah, nah, uh. Well, it's hard to riff not- with someone that's, like, not riffing, though, right? I don't know. I think it's sometimes, it's not only you, and I would as and I bet you if other people watched, they wouldn't notice quite as, you're so hard on yourself with these things, but... But I always just think, like, my friend Kirsten is funnier than me. Like, she says funny stuff she's sillier. funnier than me. She's sillier. No, she's actually fun. Like, she is, she thinks like a comic. If you just wrote down what she said, you would be able to 
make a perfect stand-up bit without any changes. Like, she really talks... No, she's very funny. Yes, she's very funny. But she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to be a comic. And that's always been my thing with her, is, like, she could be on SNL. She just doesn't want to. Um, My sister could be a model. She just doesn't want to. All these things that I would want (laughs) if I had that skill... (laughs) I would, uh, yeah, I'm just having a hard time today because they sent me all these clips to watch and I have to watch them to put them on my Instagram and I don't want to watch them because they just make me so sad that I wasn't funnier Yeah, and that I had a chance to be funny and I just squandered it by going, uh, yeah, add more ketchup. Like, what? (laughs) You had, like, they gave you 30 seconds to say something funny and you go, yeah, <laughs> more ketchup is good. Like, what are you? T- what are you doing? Are you even of a? Why would you? Why are you on this show? What do you bring to this show? I think we're similar in the sense, like we're chameleons, chameleon, chameleon, chameleonaire, chameleons, chameleons. Yeah, that people where we go off other people's energy. We go off of other people. Like our, you know, my whole life is like if I was hanging out with the stoners, I was a stoner. If I was hanging out, so. It, sometimes it's tough to feed, you know, the energy in the room. You're right. It's like, it's not conducive for you to be your funniest self. And you know what? It, when you're not that funny, maybe it's just as compelling. You know what I mean? We're so used to having to fucking get a laugh every three seconds. That doesn't mean... Mm. You know what uh, someone... Uh, Brenna said this, which I love this line, and I don't know if she, she copied it somewhere, but she said, uh, just because it's silly doesn't mean it's not meaningful. And I don't know. I like that line. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. Just because it's not serious doesn't mean it's not meaningful. So I don't know exactly yes, how that works with this. With but it's just like, like I don't, at the end of the day, just don't be so hard on You're so hard on yourself, and it just upsets me because... You're so talented and you have so many positive things and you always are looking for the negative in you. And it just like, I just, I don't know. I just, and I know you don't want to hear that. hold myself just... to a stand. No, I, and I'll never believe you because <laughs> I know what I consider to be excellent comedy. Yes. I have a very high bar and I don't match that. Like I don't hit that. For, there, are, there are times when I hit it if I really work hard. But the amount of effort that I'm able to give, like right now to comedy, I can't really hit it. And it's, I can hit other bars of like being honest and sincere and real with my feelings and saying things that other people wouldn't say about how they're, what they're going through. But then you go on Reddit and you get torn apart for being too, like someone last night on Reddit said that I was spiraling and made this whole like in my subreddit. Yeah. They made a whole post about, Nikki's not even fun to listen to anymore. She's spiraling. Um, she's going through psychosis. She's torturing her friends. That sh- they, they're all trying to have fun in Tulum, and she's crying and being. And these are all things I said, by the way, that I gave them. This wasn't like this person inferred this. These were all things I said. I'm annoying my friends. I'm a burden on my friends. <laughs> I am uh, spiraling. I said I'm spiraling, and then this person makes a whole post about it, and it's just as like. Why do I do – I put that stuff out there because I feel like it's relatable and it's real and I'm tired of pretending I'm okay when I'm not and all these things that every other celebrity fucking does. And so – and I do a daily podcast so that you can't really escape that. You can't – I can't say, oh, you know what, let's not tape today. I'm not feeling well. I have to show up and do it. And the the thing that I've created on the show for myself is a – 
place where I can be completely honest with how I'm feeling regardless of I just have no room on this podcast to be fake. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't want that from me. You can skip the episode if you're not in the mood to hear me be sad. But, you know, I feel like that's that's my talent now. And then I just got admonished for it by my fans on my subreddit. And then there were more than ever. Usually there's like a picture of me being like, look at her legs for days. And it's like two comments. And I don't even read comments because comments are worthless. I just like look at the post. But last night there was this diatribe about how I'm unlistenable and um, I'm no fun anymore and why they used to like me, they don't anymore, spiraling, blah, 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 blah. All things I've given them, by the way. Nothing they put together themselves, literally. And they, they're acting like they put it together themselves too, which is so insulting. That's the worst part of it is when you give someone something and they use it against you and you go, I gave you that. You didn't, the, the mark of a good insult is one that you create on your own by observation. It's not one where you just throw the thing the person gave you back at you. That's actually the weakest form. You know when you like are in an argument with your a loved one and you've maybe told something about your past, like, I don't know, I was teased for looking like an elephant when I was in fifth grade and it's always been this thing I'm really insecure about. And you told that to your lover on like a really you know, a warm moment where you felt safe and vulnerable and you both kind of laughed about it. And then later on, he makes some comment about you looking like an elephant, but pretends like it has nothing to do with that, even though he knows that he's trying to trigger you about the thing. That is the same thing you're doing to me, commenter. So I wrote back and I go, this is Nikki Glazer. You know, I read this thread. I gave you all that. So I wrote this whole thing back and I felt really good about writing it. I didn't read any of the other comments. I'm guessing, I'm hoping it was all people defending me because there were fucking 15 comments, which is a lot for a Nikki Glaser subreddit post. So either it was people agreeing with this person or it was people defending me. I don't know which because I didn't read them after I read it. But, you know, I think that probably got me started off today, which is ironic that someone who is complaining about me spiraling then causes me to further spiral. Thus, you know... Just perpetuating the cycle of abuse. <laughs> and I don't read comments, Andrew. I know. So I unsubscribe from the Reddit. I'm not going to read anymore. So I'm never going to see when people say I look funny or cute or all the nice things that people were saying. No, we don't get to see this anymore because you ruined it, person listening right now. Who, made who probably feels so good that you are being talked about for the first time in your life by someone other than your parole officer. Well, that person will probably go, well, I was doing it for you because I care about you, Nikki, and I'm a huge fan. And that's why I said to them, next time, DM me if you're really concerned. DM Noah or Andrew if you really uh, are concerned for point. my mental yeah. health. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. don't you write someone that actually it will get through to? DM um, the Nikki Glazer pod. We don't have as many followers that we wouldn't see a, a message in, in the DMs. We're always all looking at it. I'll ignore it. They'll read it. They'll get back to you. They'll check in on me, do a wellness check. If you're really so worried about me that you wrote a whole <laughs> message on Reddit. I just, I mean, you're cleaning your room today. You're in a good mood. You got sunglasses on. I'm trying to uh, get some of your vibe. Like my vibe's everything good today. in me, my I negative vibe wants to like resent you and make fun of you for being in a chipper mood as I usually do. Because that's my depression that wants to put everyone in the worst mood with me. But I'm, I'm instead, I'm looking for a ride on that boat. Get on the boat. Can I get on the boat? Come on on. Captain's coming in. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. <laughs> okay. Tugboat. Because I just told Noah, you can collect a bunch of cans from your room 
and like make your bed with dirty sheets and you'll feel better. Whereas I need to get new sheets and a new bed and like a new house Burn it to down. feel better. I no, I'm gonna clean my sheets. I'm I'm after it today. Like I'm like my room's gonna be spotless. Not the back closet, but the room will be good today. And then I'm gonna go yeah, hit golf balls. Yeah. I just feel good. I feel vibrant. I I don't know. I'm ready to go. I'm vibrant. I'm, vibra- I'm vibing. This is like a uh, an ad for um what are the, what's the new drug that I hate the name of so much? It's called like Jibuli or something. It's always on. It's the there's a new ad for a, a drug. It's probably it for eczema like or Crohn's. It sounds like happy. It's something. It's so bad. These new drug names they're just out of names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. They just put but letters do, together. You like your depression. We should make a fake depression ad of someone that's coming out of depression. Yeah. where they're just exiting their room with a armful of cups because we all know cups by the nightstand equals depression we should do like a real ass ad you know what's for like really depression depressed? that isn't just like a mom in bed looking out a window forlorn at her kids on a swing you know like that's not real <laughs> you know what's really depressing is when not just cans by the bed because we all know Lacroix cans adding up that's depressed oh, yeah. when they're only half drank or even three quarters drank that is oh a dude depression. I can't when you have to pour out a full Lacroix that causes my depression <laughs> because you know that I drink I drink every can down to the last sip because I love that when you when I find a three quarters drank Zevia even though you've paid for it I get furious because I'm like. I would have drank that, and now I can't. I think I, um, just, I, think yeah, I just right. fell asleep sad. I was too lazy to get to my nightstand to drink the rest of Lacroix. Oh, but I'm good now. I'm good now. I, you know, I was sad, dude. Brenna leaving really fucking fucked with my head. So I'm, but you know, it is what it is. I just, yeah, it's I'm the first just, time you've ever been in love. I know, like really in love. I know, I know. It's like it's so weird. Anyhow, but yeah, let's get to the news. Apparently. <laughs> Well, why don't we sit in that feeling a little bit longer? (laughs) All right, never mind. Let's get to the news. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. 
Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're like Katie on The Bachelorette. You're Katie. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, I hope you're having all the swells out there. I know we talked about some sad stuff right now, but we're having all the swells because if you get out the negative, you end up positive. Not with a bad disease, but with jubilee in your system. Okay. All right. A 22-year-old drunk frontier passenger screened his parents oh, were worth $2 million this. after groping two flight attendants and then punched a third before the crew duct taped him to a chair. You saw this video? Oh, oh my God, it's, it's so, so cringy. good. It is so cringy. It's so bad. Was it on, it was on a frontier. First of all, if your parents, if your parents are worth enough money that you get to brag about it, you're not flying frontier. <laughs> well, it's just so funny when these people are like bragging about their parents' net worth and it's like, it's not your money, dude. It's not your money. Also, $2 million but, isn't but, enough to brag. Like, you're, it's not it, anymore. It's not. But, and also, that guy, like, it is his money, Andrew. That guy is a uh, is a little rich kid who's waiting for his parents to die, and it will be his probably because he's an only he's probably an only child, or you know, his older brother died of opiates, and you know, these kids are in a wakeboarding accident. He will get yeah. he will get that money. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Well, to say that, but uh, I don't know. After this video comes so out, I don't know. I don't, he might God, be cut I would out. love to follow. 
what happened after this and like interview this kid or anyone who knew him growing up. Someone listening to this podcast has to know someone who knew this guy. Please let us know <laughs> yeah, anything about yeah, him. Yeah. Also, let us interview the parents because I want to know if he's still in the will. Um, here's the thing, though, was this is he was obviously hammered. He asked for another mm-hmm. drink. They didn't give him the drink because he was drunk. And then he threw a punch at the third person. That's when they duct taped him. Now, they got relieved from from their job, the the uh, stewardess and shit. Do you think flight, flight attendants? Do you think it's fucked up that they duct taped him and duct taped his mouth shut? I loved when they added the <laughs> duct tape at the top. You see them yeah. duct taping him with all this like terrorist, you know, like apprehension duct tape that they have on hand. It's like special tape, you know. It's not probably duct tape. It's like. So they get him to the seat, and then the guy just, like, keeps going around his, like, head. And it's so – I knew that there was no point in doing that, but I really loved it. You guys got to watch the video because the guys – everyone on the plane is, like, mocking him and laughing. I know. And I just almost felt so bad for him by the end of it, though. I don't know why. I just – I don't know why I had empathy for him because, you know, you're hammered. Oh, I have empathy for this guy. Yeah. For sure. And he has a terrible life to be Those that people were getting hate. off I mean, on him getting tortured. Like, it ended up like he got duct tape, funny, ha, ha, ha. Then they liked the torture. Like, there's a yeah. thing about people liking a public torturing where it went from him being annoying to the, to the passengers being assholes. That's how I felt. Although... You know, if I was on that flight, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just shoot him. But uh, how did he grope the flight attendant? Did we hear about that? Apparently, because he that's not caught on tape. I think allegedly, Ugh. allegedly, he's on the window seat. How did he leap across to grab a tit? His parents bought him long arms. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he reached. I don't think anyone was sitting next to him. He, when he was taped up, he just kept going, "Help! Help me! Help!" Oh. <laughs> Honestly, this kid is very, very sad and definitely struggling with alcohol and yes. probably other addictions. And I'm not joking. I bet he's lost a sibling to opioids. And that's why he's like going to get more of that two mil. I mean, this kid definitely grew up with parents who said stuff like that, probably behaved like that. If you are able to, you know, think about when these people behave like this and think about where they came from that made them act like this, you can find it in your heart to feel bad for them. Because think about how embarrassing and awful life would be if you were one of these people that when you are provoked, you fly off the handle so easily. Like these Karens and these just people you see like cause huge disturbances screaming. Those people have anger management issues and they truly like can't help but react that way. Think if your best means of handling a situation where you got backed into a corner or were embarrassed or frustrated was to scream and have everyone in the terminal look at you and videotape you and laugh at you. Because you go, well, Nikki, they're choosing to do that. I would honestly venture to guess that they don't just like you can't choose when you scream at your husband or have road rage like you don't go right before you go motherfucker fucking drive do you say before that moment you know what I could not do that and I could do that let me do it I want to do like you don't (laughs) sign up to do it you just do it so I'm not saying these people are right I'm not saying that they're you we should forgive them and essentially I actually am saying we should forgive them because 
it would suck to, I'm so grateful I'm not a pedophile. And I'm so grateful I'm not a person that uh, hits people when I get mad or throws things when I get mad or says the worst thing I can think of when I get mad. Thank God. But the only reason I'm not is because I wasn't raised in an environment that made me respond that way. And I have a brain that doesn't short circuit to that. But if I did, I would. Also, if and you so, get hammered, like so many of us have been fucking blacked out, hammered, acting almost just as ridiculous as him, but probably around other mm-hmm. hammered people. When you get fucked up and you're on a plane or if you're like in a Walmart or like somewhere where it's not conducive to other people also being drunk, you know, you're going to stick out. So if you're going right. to act like, you know what I mean? Like he just decided to get very fucked up on the, like in the worst situation possible. And yeah, I just, I would, and with everyone with cameras, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, put yourself, like, we've all acted not that bad, but that bad in, like, a different kind of situation. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. And if, if, if you probably had his life with his parents and his brain, you would do the same exact thing. But you weren't born with, like, him. So we can still get mad at him and laugh at him, but understand that you're just lucky that you aren't such an idiot as well. And not being you, Andrew, but even even you could go, well, I drank, and sometimes I say buffoonish things, and maybe I would act like that, but I wouldn't do it before my flight. Um, you can't say that, because you don't know. That guy might not have had a choice but to drink And you've never flown he Frontier. He might have gotten some... So. <laughs> you know what I mean? Spend Walk a mile on his flight. You've never <laughs> been seat 33F. On a frontier flight after you've had seven canceled flights and they're doing half price margaritas at fucking TGI Fridays. You know, uh, what's his, there's, yeah, TGI Fridays. What's the guy's name that always has a place in the, in the, God, why can't, my brain is mush. Who's the guy that always, Tyler Florence? No, it's, there's some guy that always, Wolfgang Puck. Oh, yes. That's the guy I was thinking of. I don't know. I'm just like, even, even the worst people in the world, I'm able to go, thank God my brain isn't like that, you know? Um, and sometimes, you know, maybe the person that wrote that thing about me and that read it, just instead of being mad at me, just go, thank God my brain isn't like hers. And you should. It's sometimes hell in here. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut my hair into bangs. A straight bang. No, I have one off. Oh my God! You would not and dye be able red to handle and me. grow flippers or whatever. My biggest fear is having a, 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 a an unbalanced bang, like a Betty Page bang. That's a little too short. Uh, just just kill me. I would just shave my head <laughs> rather than have like a too short of bang. <laughs> you with those four little hairs? I would rather have that. Oh, Brenna has five little hairs too on the top. We have matching little oh, hairs. Oh, so cute. Why don't we, cutie. Well, let's move on subjects until we think about our love for her and we can't handle it. So we gotta. <laughs> let's get to the next story. The, oh, they're so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. We're, we're feeling things. Oh, I want to just touch her again. Okay, a woman escaped a stampede. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> get out of there. No. <laughs> Fine. I'm in. Come in. Brenna's my friend too. <laughs> you could scissor. I don't care. Keep your panties on, though. Oh, I've I've scissored her like she's given me her foot and I've cut out a corn. You don't think that was intimate? I've been inside your girl. You didn't have to do it with your teeth. With a scalpel. I would have. <laughs> hey. I wanted to eat her skin. How dare you? I told her. I, I kept a little That's piece it. of her I'm skin and I put it on a coffee table. I'm blowing your ex. How do you feel about oh, that? Oh, good. Well. Be the first to do he'll it. He'll be happy to hear it. Yeah. 
Okay, next story. Next story. <laughs> a Jesus woman, Christ. A woman escaped a stampede <laughs> of 20 kangaroos bouncing. T- what? Get out of here with this story. This sounds like a fake story you move on from if things are like really tense. <laughs> I'm going to have a you heart go, attack. You know I what? You're like, attack. mom, you're at like a graduation like dinner where your parents haven't seen each other in forever. They're divorced and they're like about to be on the precipice of like, Dad, Dad said that he gave you enough alimony to pay for that, and then you never let me go back to ballerina classes, even though it could have been great. Well, you didn't, you're an alcoholic, and then everything gets quiet. And I was like, "You hear about a stampede of kangaroos? She's the lady, twenty-seven of them." Who's ready for dessert? It reminds me of Anchorman with the panda that escaped from the it's zoo. It's a really good. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's a good icebreaker. It's a nice. Let's let's have that be the new icebreaker when things get really tense or awkward. We go. Do you hear about the 27 kangaroo stampede? <laughs> okay, go on. Sorry. I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. This lady was in Australia. There's a video of it. No. And she's standing there and... Australia. Australia. It, this, this happened in the down under? Yeah, and above the ground. I thought it was Montana. <laughs> there was a stampede of kangaroos. Like, what the fuck? This was in, New- this was on, uh, in Times Square. 20 kangaroos took the train all the way from Aspen. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so. it was uh, it was a promo for it was a new like you know um, what are those things called when the improv people Wolf, run Wolfgang in? Puck? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a flash mob. I was thinking of a flash mob in Times Square, and it would be like Kangaroo Jack Two's coming out. There's like 27 kangaroos let loose, and they're like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Oh, this is promo for the new movie." Anyway, okay, so what happened? How long do you think a kangaroo would live in New York City, though, if we let 20 out just in the middle of the city? I wonder what would happen. Oh, they'd be fine. They're scavengers. Yeah. They look, they, they'd adapt. <laughs> you think? They would jump up on a um, fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so this woman was standing there. It was like an empty, like, in the middle of nowhere, and she saw the kangaroos coming at her, and it was like a fight or flight moment. And she just flighted a little to the left of the road and was waiting for the Kangs to come up. And they rooed mm-hmm. out of there. They, uh, they, they jumped over. <laughs> there was like, a, a, like a, a barbed wire fence. Like 15 of them jumped over. Four tried to go through the fence. One tried to go Aww. under. It Aww. was a real, you know, they looked at her. They like stood up from jumping and they were like, who's that? You know, they flighted, you know, even though they would have whipped her ass. And she's like, I hope I don't get hoofed. I mean, I guess that happens over there, you know? Um, but, yeah, so she was saved. But, yeah, the 20... I don't know what the hell you just described. So <laughs> I don't either, woman, to be honest. Wait, there was a barbed wire fence. I got lost in A that. woman saw kangaroos coming. I saw, like, from very far away, like, um, in Independence Day when... I'm trying to think of like what's the thing like in a desert when all of a sudden you see like a little in the in the distance you see them coming and you're like what is that like the wildebeest it starts out yes. very like distant and you're faint and you're like what's that little rumbling huh, I hear something then all of a sudden she's like holy shit it's a bunch of jumping kangaroos coming at me she ducks down under a barbed wire fence no she Some just tried got to on go the side of the road. bush she just got next to a bush but there's barbed wire. were they coming at her or were they just coming in her direction were they coming for coming her? in her direction her direction okay. Okay, so here's some Shit. here's some lessons though. I guess this would be great for yeah. listeners if a kangaroo comes at you. So okay. I'll just I'll list them down, and I'm sure this works for other animals, uh, bears. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Okay, call a timeout. Call your mom. 
Okay, turn your body sideways, exposing a narrow profile to the animal and protecting your face and organs. Raise your hands and lean your head away from the animal to minimize the chances of being scratched across the face by the kangaroo's nasty claws. Retreat, but do not turn your back and run. Give a short, deep cough and crotch down as you move away. Make it known you are not a threat. As a last resort, if you can't escape an attacking kangaroo, roll up into a ball on the ground with your arm covering your neck and call for help. Try to roll or crawl away to a safe place. That's a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to... This This is what I got from that. Kangaroos are astonished by a profile shot. They like they love old-timey... You know those old-timey pictures where it's just a profile and a black profile of you? Yeah. That you could have done at Six Flags? They love those. So get a mimeograph of you as a profile shot. They love a, they love a strong nose and chin. Yes. They're almost astonished into um, they can't jump uh, when they see that. They're just so uh, amazed by the beauty, beauty, the side beauty. Yeah. yeah. Then crawl into a ball, cough slightly, get a rectal exam <laughs> as you cough. Right. Yep. These that are all things. Then. <laughs> Um. Uh, wait. You're supposed to also scream. Essentially, no, you're supposed to make. You want to back away, but not seem like a threat. So you can't run away, though. So you. Oh, gotta I've got walk. one. It's so absurd. Um, you got. Don't walk. go to Australia because you can't right now. Anyway, there's like you know you have to be in quarantine for like eight years. Where I think you probably have to read a manual about how to prevent a kangaroo attack. It's probably on uh, the like driver's license. Well, exam. what I heard is the the kangaroos. If you're not wearing a mask, they set out 20 kangs at you. And uh, then you- and the ironic thing is you got to take the mask off and do a profile shot <laughs> if you want them to stop. Yeah, because if so, you keep the mask on, you can seem like too much of a threat. Yeah, or you there. pull your pouch, you pull a kangaroo <laughs> pouch over. They, they all pull their pouches up to the point where they're masks. <laughs> um, have you ever seen okay, inside a kangaroo well, pouch? It's disgusting. Ugh. Why have you seen inside one? Like a hidden camera? Yeah, they just, I don't know, I guess the baby hangs out in there, and I just wanted to see what was going on. Wait, you did not look inside a pouch. You just saw a no, video No, there was a video. Yeah, there, no, I've never seen it live, but yeah, I've seen it inside of a um, pouch. Bucket list, you know? Yeah. Pouch list. <laughs> All right, next door. What the fuck? I miss I just Brad. love that we learned. I, <laughs> I just love how we, I, I do always think that if you're attacked by an animal, cover your face and neck, because that's like your jugular and that's the money maker right yeah i just don't i mean the idea that you can't run you gotta like casually walk it's like when you've got to take a shit and you can't run you have to do this like certain kind of walk there's a certain speed Mm. that you have to walk so you don't shit yourself right right you can't go too slow Um, you can't go too fast it's the same thing as a kangaroo walk like you gotta take a shit that's what i think okay yeah no that's that is interesting though that like all these animals that charge um, you have to, you know, I was going to make a joke about they're charging you money and then I just dropped it. But, um, any animal that charges, you just have to, you can't run from it because you'll always lose. It's always about like, you have to confront these terrifying animals and go like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you have to kind of go like, and like cough in their direction. And it's like, so the opposite of what you would want to do. But while it's not, not fight or flight, it's flight or cough, <laughs> f- fight or clear your throat. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not a threat, but also don't come near me. Also, I'm gonna and run you have to away. Turn to the side and sideways and look at them with side eye. Like you have to look almost like suspiciously at them and go uh, uh, 
and then roll in a ball. It's like these people that I mean, punch a shark confusing. in the nose. Get out of here. I don't believe any of this stuff. Okay. I would rather be stampeded by 23 kangaroos than attack. see one giant centipede that lurks in Australia that I always see on Reddit. Whenever there's a big bug, they're like, must be Australia. And they're like, yeah, we got them down here. They're coming out of the wall. <laughs> you know, a spider was in me socks last night. These fucking bear heads, too. Have you seen these bear heads on TikTok that, like, the bear gets close? They're like, oh, hey, boy. There's a new one called, hey, big boy. And it's a, a yeah. grizzly bear. And they're just like, hey, big boy. It's okay. Wait, isn't there a movie called The Edge that has a big bear in it? Uh, I feel like there's a bear in that movie, The Edge. So they could be called an e The Edgehead. All right, guys. Next story. Why do I care? Getting breadcrumb can uh, can hurt more than ghosting because we are strung along, making us feel a sense of helplessness, a lower quality of life, and the loneliness of feeling excluded. So essentially, breadcrumbing is when someone says, you know, in the future, you're going to get this. So stick around. And then it never comes, essentially. Mm -mm. Yeah, I, 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 see, could, I could see how that could hurt more because ghosting you go... It's definitive. It goes, it doesn't make you feel kind of crazy. Like it cuts you off and you go, I can't believe this person who I liked and who liked me just disappeared. Like it's just very obvious that like that sucks. Like no one could argue ghosting is like, e unless he's dead, there's no excuse for ghosting, right? It's like he's the one that's in the wrong or she, right? Yes. And all your friends can go, he ghosted you. How dare he? When it's breadcrumbing, your friends who are trying to make you feel better or even your psyche that's trying to make sense of it can go, maybe you're just reading into things. Maybe you're expecting too much. He's giving you something. Don't don't be sad about this. He's giving you something. And then he can even justify it and say, I did not talk to you. I said this. It's like when I used to get into a fight with a guy I dated and I'd be like, are you mad at me? And he'd be like, no. And I go, well, it seems like you are. And he's like, why? And I go, because you're not talking to me. And he goes, what is this? I'm talking to you right now. And I'm like, well, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're actually making words with your voice. I'm not being literal when I say you're not talking to me, but I can't, you're not saying anything of substance. And then it just, you know, when they give you anything, it's hard to actually form a case, you know? I get it. I get it. I also thought breadcrumbing, honestly, when I read, I was like, is Noah making fun of my bed? Like, I thought it was referring to I my bed. I mean, I think Noah was initially attracted to this story because she saw the word crumbs. crumbs. And she knows you're Mr. Crumbs. <laughs> Mr. Crumbs, yeah. Mr. Crumbs with the I weird think, thumbs. I think your bed would mind, would like if you ghosted it more than whatever you're doing to it. If your bed didn't have sheets on it, it would feel your mattress would feel better if you had no sheets and slept on a bare mattress than clean sheets with all the false. There's no uh, crumbs left. You know, though. I ate them all. Promises you're giving it to it. <laughs> I ate them all. You ate all the crumbs off. Yeah. Yum yum Mr. yum. Mr. Crumbs. <laughs> Professor Crumb. Have you ever have you ever breadcrumbed a girl? Comma? Yeah, I think I was breadcrumbing. 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 Oh, Jesus. Next story. Mm. Okay, Taylor Swift. Oh, why do I care? No, no, no. No, no, no. When did you breadcrumb? I feel like I breadcrumbed Brenna a little bit up top because I didn't know if I wanted uh, to be in a, in a committed relationship. And I think sometimes I was like, well, I'm giving her all these things, but I'm not really committed. And I just think now I'm not breadcrumbing anymore. Now I'm... Um, you know, 
Yeah, it's sometimes out of fear, but I think breadcrumbing is more about when you don't like the person and you're just trying to still get your dick sucked and you're uh, like, you would ghost, but you're just trying to be nicer and make it a little bit more confusing so you don't come out to be a bad guy so you always have an excuse. But yeah, I guess it could be that too. That's interesting. Good job calling yourself out on it and um, actually saying your feelings because I will say that when Andrew decided to actually lean into his feelings for her and admit that he liked her more than he was maybe even allowing himself to and was able to commit to her. The opposite thing that you were scared of happened because I think so many guys are afraid of commitment because they're scared that if I if I go all in, then it's probably going to, then it's going to make me panic. Like the, the, the panic I'm getting of being in a committed relationship and shutting myself off to every other opportunity. Oh my God, that's so scary. I'll probably like want to get out as soon as I get in. But when guys actually, when you choose to commit and you actually lean in you were like so much more in love and like committed after you made the commitment than you were before when you were on the fence does that make sense yes yes yeah a thousand percent why do i care (laughs) i miss her though you know why do i care Brent, I hope you're listening. It's so cute. <laughs> Taylor Swift narrates new Olympic video all about Simone uh, Biles. Uh, praises her talents this. on and off the mat. I mean, she listened Taylor. to the podcast. Taylor, are you listening? Taylor. Taylor. Oh, Tay-tay. God, Taylor. This, and I posted this on my story yesterday, and I'm not even kidding you. My... I still have goosebumps. They, I've never had goosebumps for so long after listening to a video. Taylor Swift's voice talking is amazing. And her just, you know she wrote the voiceover for this. I'm sure they gave her a template of like, here's what we kind of want you to say. And she was like, got it, guys. And she wrote it herself. It's so nice. Can we play it, Noah? (laughs) Noah just gave the best face ever. She did. He goes... (laughs) She did the thing where she lowered. Wait, she's not even wearing know, glasses. And you just it, did the thing where she lowers her glasses like. Oh, 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 oh. Like, listen how crisp her voice is. It's just like, first of all, Noah has one of the crispest voices going. But um, Taylor Swift's voice in this is just like, she doesn't even sing. What do we want from our heroes? What do we expect from them? What do we need from them? What happened? The song is called This Is Me Trying, by the way. And that was not what was planned. Just doubting herself somewhere. When you have the attention of the world, everything you do takes on a bigger meaning. And it It shows Simone Biles falling. Nobody knows what it feels like except for Simone Biles. It's got to be a lonely place at times. Again, I'm getting goosebumps. It can be a chance change everything put mental health first because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are throughout the last week her voice has been as significant oh, as her okay talents. thank you i kind of want to hear oh the whole God. thing i just as beautiful as the perfection that had long been her signature but don't you see it still is she's perfectly human and that's what makes it so easy to call her a hero Simone Biles, back on the beam in Tokyo. Oh gosh, I just want to hear. I got choked up. She could do. (sighs) She could do anything. She could talk about me taking crumbs off my bed and and like getting rid of like jizz in my sheets, and I'd be like, God, that is. At least he's trying. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, that just like I didn't even realize I was gonna get teary eyed just then, but like I feel like I needed to hear that today because like you know, um, feeling all these feelings of like like if Simone Biles can feel like she isn't good enough and have people tell her that she's failing them and like isn't like you're not giving us what we expected from you, which is kind of how I felt about that Reddit post yesterday of like like I, I hate more than anything when people like buy a t- ticket to my show or listen to my podcast or like invest their time because I do value that people, even though the podcast is free and people always go, it's free. What are you complaining about? Like I actually do value that people like spend their time and like time you could be like talking to your kid right now. You're listening to a podcast that might make you better for your kid later because you, you know, indulged in your this or whatever. So when I have betrayed someone's trust in me that they put in listening to me or buying a ticket and then it's not what they wanted or the podcast isn't what they wanted. I feel like I've let people down and like, I'm not living up to the goals that I've, that, that have made them subscribe to my podcast in the first place. Like they saw me do a balance beam routine and they were inspired by that. That's why they subscribed. Nikki, we want more of you on the balance beam. We want more of you sticking the landings. And the truth is that sometimes you just like don't. And when Taylor Swift said the thing about, um, like the perfection is what this is all about. You know, like the Barbie's hair wasn't perfect. And like when I got a Barbie that is, you know, their Barbies are, are notoriously perfect. And they set a standard for girls that are like, you can never achieve that. It's perfect. We shouldn't even give these to our girls, but for my Barbie to not even be perfect. The one that I get that, like that to me just showed like even things that are always perfect you don't get, they're not perfect for you. And so I've always been striving for perfection, which I I know is a lost cause. So if you relate at all to this, I'm just saying that like, I need to hear that today. And maybe you should play it again for yourself too, because I think I was just caught up in her voice the first time. But like how Simone Biles, and I said this the other day, like I want a poster of her quitting, even though she's going to do it. She's back in. Oh, you didn't see? Yeah, I saw that one, but I really want her being like, like a, a a poster that looks like those ones that says like oh yes yes determination yes, 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 yes. that are people have that in, they have like in white the men have in their offices. offices yeah yeah like, but um I I just want to say that the the line about um being imperfect is perfect because that's what being a human is so like whatever you are today that makes you like my stain on my dress is perfect like this is the way it was supposed to be for me it's good that I have this stain on my dress that led me to have a sour mood this morning because it's funny that's who I am is someone who acknowledges that I that I have a stain on my dress and makes light of it and makes a fun podcast about it as opposed to if my dress was perfect who knows what I would have talked about it could have been a lot worse so um, I'm sorry to get emotional, but it, like it's just I'm getting emotional in like a good way that like I do realize that even when I'm not funny or like I bomb on the Paris Hilton show in my own mind, whether or not I actually did or if, you know, F Boy Island takes out my of uh, a moment that I thought was funny and they kept in one that I'm like, oh, that was embarrassing. I d- wish I wouldn't have made that face or like, oh, my stomach looks bad in that shot like I was meant to look like that in that moment and there was no other way it was going to be. And that's perfect. Like the, the, the imperfect things are perfect. So just try to remember that today 
and um, I'm sorry to like have this little moment. Obviously, oh my I'm God, like, here going com- through there's things. There's a stampede of 27 kangaroos. Oh shit! Oh <laughs> no! What? <laughs> <laughs> profile, profile. They're like, get a nose job, bitch. I'm like, oh shit! Are you in my subreddit? <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on to <laughs> collection of Brenna. I love you. Collection. I just love Brenna so much. Back I miss off. her. That's what's going on Back with me. Back off. Um, no, I do miss her a lot, though, and uh, she's someone who probably would help me right now during this because we reached out to each other recently and shared our feelings. It was really nice. Behind my Sorry back? To... Yeah, behind your back, bitch. Let's get to collection <laughs> of kits. Of my tits next time. Getting ready for some kits. So kits. Oh, guys, if you didn't know, speaking of the good news that came from Reddit, we do have a subreddit for k now. It is r slash C-O-U-H-L. You can find it on Reddit. It's where everyone's posting kiss <laughs> on the Reddit. I posted a video that Kirsten sent me um, of one of the kiss things I've ever seen. Kirsten, who is the first person you hear on that, that goes, getting ready for some kiss. She sent me a video from last year, last summer, when, you know, Trumpies were out in full force and not wearing masks and proud of it. And there is a video that you got to go watch over. And I posted it from my Reddit account, Nikki Glazer. I have a secret one too that I'm not going to ever reveal um, because I it's it's mostly for posting on wart stuff. Um, but, and I did say wart. And if you're a new listener to the show and you rewind it a bunch and go, did she say wart? Yeah, I did. It's a weird thing. Um, collection of kids. These are all kids sent in by besties, and we love you for it. We love you screaming kid people. I um I've been I could last night. Andrew, you heard me. Oh. Someone was revving their engine, and I was eating dinner on the porch. I porch. swear to God, it's, it's uh, at this point it's uh, involuntary when I hear a rev. Like it's like when a dog attacks a skateboarder. That's how I am when I hear a rev. Like I go kid. Like I, I can't. Yes. I can't not do it. It, 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 I'm really excited for it to be involuntary at some point, but people are really excited about the new subreddit. Thank you to the Redditor who made the account. I really do think this is going to take off in a major way. Post your cuz on there, but also keep sending them to the account, um, Nikki Glazer Pod, uh, and we will read them aloud and, and also voice memos. So this is a cuz from John K. Hello, no Drewki and Drew no <laughs> Whatever it is. Hi, my name's John from Pennsylvania. And I was just calling with a moment, something I realized over the weekend. Not sure if you guys have discussed this, but possibly the most thing ever is when those guys hang like testicles, like balls off the back of a big pickup truck. And right in there with this is basically like any kind of bumper sticker. It's usually just kuh, but especially I saw one this past weekend that said, I heart beaver. On a pickup truck with balls that were also hanging off of it. I think that is k as fuck. Have a good week. Always listening. Love you guys. Bye. All the swells, John. John, when is a bumper sticker? I I totally agree that by default bumper stickers are a k. I also want to say 
I have never understood the balls hanging off of a truck. Will <laughs> you explain to me truck nuts, Andrew? Are they are they just supposed to be funny and gross? I'm just mad they don't have hair on them. I think that'd be pretty badass, you know. But uh, I want to see a truck pussy. <laughs> just a, I want to. I want to put we, up some truck nuts in there, my mouth. Can we put it out there that we want a truck pussy, and I'll put it on the back of my Corolla? I swear to God. Like truck labia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that labia are balls or yes, the scrotum? Yes. So I'll throw okay. on a, an empty ball set on my Corolla. Some truck labs. <laughs> That'd be so funny to make those. You know how girls have eyelashes on their cars? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. They're, wait. What is the point of truck nuts? So truck nuts. I, I, really I mean, wanna, it's just just to, to make people laugh. I think it's to make people laugh. It's also to be like, look. You know, even, you know, just, just, I got big nuts, like my car, like I'm a badass, I'm tough. Men aren't, like, proud of their balls anyway, so I don't understand, like, I would understand if it was, like, a truck dick, because guys are proud of big dicks, but, like. Yeah, but it's a common phrase, like, oh, that guy's got balls. He's got balls to do this. He's got balls. (laughs) If you already have a Hemi, why do you need to add balls to it? Like, I think it's just, like, weird. It's already understood that this truck's got balls. Like, I think putting your, putting balls on a Ford Focus would be hilarious. (laughs) Putting truck nuts on, like, a sedan. Yeah, have them drag. Yeah, that would be great. But already on a car that's, like, you're trying to, like, show off is... It doesn't make any sense. But you're right. I think most bumper stickers are k. I got one that said that is the k sticker from Etsy. I buy Taylor Swift stickers all the time on Etsy that are like, you know, they range from being like my favorite lyrics to just pictures of her. And um, there's one that I saw that I think I paid $6 for <laughs> plus shipping. And it says plus MILF. Oh, MILF? Yeah. It says MILF. And it says... Man, I love folklore. <laughs> <laughs> you bought that? Yeah. Is it on your car yet? Because Did you put it on? No. I mean, I, my, I'm driving my mom's car, so I can't put any stickers on it. But I thought it was so cute that I had to buy it. Like, you it's could put funny a sticker that on that car. <laughs> no, I can't. That's my mom's car. She would be so mad. <laughs> you bought really her would. a fucking nice car and took the shit. It doesn't car. matter. It's not my car to the put jalopy. stickers on, even if I buy my mom a car. How great is that? She's word? letting me. L- jalopy. Jalopy. Oh, I wait, love it. Um, that's a new drug Next that we kit. just took. Wait, wait. I. God damn. Oh, it does sound like. Wait, I want. Ask your doctor about jalopy. <laughs> Wait, what was the fucking um, story that we were just. Steal, oh. steal a jalopy oh, can from I your ask mom. ask you what's more ke between yeah. bumper stickers, and we'll get to the next story. Brent, I miss mm-hmm. you. Um, is it my my fifth my my fifth grader made the honor roll or my fifth grader beat up your honor roll student? What is oh, which cool? one's care? Uh, it's um, tough. Bragging about your fifth grader? Would no 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 the beat up one? You know what? Because the the sticker that says I'm proud of my fifth grade honor roll student that's not for you. Hopefully that's for your fifth grader to show that you're a proud parent and that you love them and you're proud of them and like they brought home the sticker to you. That's what makes I always think this this parent doesn't really want this on their car, but they go. I want to make my child know that I'm proud of them and wouldn't want to talk to them and tell people about them. And, you know, it's like putting your kid's shitty artwork on the fridge. Like, my parents framed some of my shitty artwork, and they probably didn't really love it that much, but they wanted me to feel like, oh, Nikki, you did something special, and that made that gave me yes. self-esteem. So the I would say it's way cooler to have the joke. My mom just wrote me, how's my girl today? Is that the sweetest She's thing ever? She's talking about her car. I'm going to say I'm a MILF. <laughs> 
I'm going to say, Mom, I'm feeling MILF. Milfy. Man, I love folklore. She's going to go, what? Um, okay, let's hear from Sarah. This is Sarah wrote in a Just DM kidding. to the show. Um, I'll Andrew, you want to read it? Or, okay, uh, second. Yesterday at my neighborhood pool. These, uh, okay, so this okay, girl so said she, one thing. Yeah. I'm guessing she complimented the podcast. And then she goes, second, her name's Sarah. These two guys my age, 40-ish, were talking about college days. This guy was bragging about how oh, he took tests for all the frat guys, so they all treated him like a frat guy. Oh. All the benefits without having to pay. He was telling stories of parties and girls. I couldn't take it anymore, so I grabbed my stuff to leave, but not before yelling. <laughs> Care. Oh my God, Sarah, I love you so much. I sent this to Noah and Andrew because I remember you DM'd this to me. When I was reading this, first of all, it said, I found a, like she started off being like, here's a cuh. And then she said the story. I'm not even joking you as I read, here's a cuh. I start reading the story. I might've gotten distracted by something bef in between here's a cuh and me reading it. I might've looked up from my phone or maybe my mom texted me and something came up. I started reading the story and after it said, so they, I took tests for the frat guys. So they kind of treated me like one. I literally go, <laughs> I literally Involuntary said, involuntarily to the story that I knew was going to be about kiss because I had forgotten. It was just so kiss. This was maybe one of the kiss things I've ever heard because frats in general are kiss. But a guy who didn't even go Ugh. like rush a frat feeling like he's in a frat he because the guy off? he oh. because he's the nerd that they cheated off of is poor guy what a kid i'm that glad you screamed kid he had no idea what it meant student <laughs> that, that, that didn't he was like the nerdy kid that always wanted to be cool he was the oh. one that brought home the thing and his parents didn't put it on the car oh yeah yeah they did so he doesn't have self-esteem and so he has to use his smarts to, to get people who are less yep yeah Jeez. as opposed if his mom just would have put it on the goddamn truck instead of putting <laughs> up those truck nuts what if you put the sticker and the truck nuts together that would be really funny i would love a, a bumper sticker that said my fifth grader made the honor roll who i've who i haven't seen in 10 years because i left <laughs> and for another oh woman <laughs> Yeah, they, that's how smart they are. They still <laughs> persevered past the trauma of their dad leaving. Pushed them harder. Yeah, it's good for them. <laughs> hatchet. That will grow truck nuts on your hair. I just said the word hatchet because it's a book that you read in school. Like, that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I was just picturing this kid who's struggling with his dad abandoning him, really getting into the book hatchet in sixth grade. Uh, Let's get to Marissa's voicemail. On the road. <laughs> Miss you, Brenna. Bye, baby. So I have like a could that seems makes me seem like an asshole and I really might be, but I know this is a judgment free zone with the three of you. For so sure, Marissa. this kid from my high school died a few days ago and <laughs> I just, there's so many people that were posting on Facebook, <sighs> like reposting the obituary <sighs> and saying like how good of a person he was and all of that. And I just find it so good. It's like, you weren't really friends with this kid. You haven't talked to him in 10 years. And you just want people to feel bad for you that you know somebody who died. Like, that's just so good. Marissa, I mean, you are so right, girl. Like, I used to hate this so much. I remember there was one guy... Um, I'm trying to give not too many details because I feel like someone might listen to this podcast that the story involves, but... I remember someone in my life died that was like a, in a group that I was a part of. Acapella? He died. 
No, but let's say it's acapella. <laughs> so there was an uh, an, an alto, uh, no, a, a bass, a guy who died, a tenor. He died tragically, and another group in our another guy in our acapella group who was not that close with him got a tattoo oh. of the guy's name or like something that meant represented that guy on his body. Now this guy already was someone who was tatted up, not crazily tatted up, but had tattoos. So it wasn't like a first tattoo, but he did commemorate this guy with a tattoo. Now, I knew that if that this guy's relationship to that guy was not even as close as I was to tattoo guy. Like I'm not even that good of friends with tattoo guy, but I knew that I was closer with him than this guy. So I remembered thinking, if I die, this guy is going to get a tattoo of me, no doubt. Like, for sure. And I remember thinking, that's such bullshit because people who I'm actually close to wouldn't do anything with their bodies to remember. Like, the only, that's, I'm going to be remembered more by this guy taking off his shirt at the pool. People are going to go, what's that about? What's that, um, what's Fabio? What's that portrait of Fabio? On your no, it's Nikki. Nikki shoulder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> she did have like a masculine look to her, and I guess you got it with her hair like down and like no makeup. Yeah. That's an interesting. Yeah, I picture thought I'd you get selected. the real her. Yeah. What happened to her? Uh, she got hit by a um uh, a gasoline kangaroo. can. That a that a kangaroo kicked. Yeah, twenty seven of them. It was bad. Damn. Yeah. Um. Wow. You guys must have been close. Yeah. Oh. Um. Actually, I didn't really know her. No, 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 no. This person definitely thinks we were but close. But no, but I actually was very close to her, though. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, I just ran into her mom the other day, and she didn't even mention that she died. Yeah, well. But I'm she... glad that I know it about it from your shitty tattoo. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I realize that the people that I'm closest to wouldn't be as kuh and, like, brag about knowing me as people who didn't know me at all. 100%. But you know what? I also reason... I used to judge these people, Marissa, just with you, and I still do, by the way. I still could them. But I want to say that some people, even if they're just doing it to get attention and to get sympathy for feeling like, you know, um, oh my gosh, they're trying to just get sympathy for being like, I know someone who died. I'm special. I, I'm, hug me. Really, what they need is a hug that they aren't getting for other things in their life that they can't really articulate. So I let them have it now. Um, I used to know someone who would get really mad when people would get uh, upset about celebrity deaths and and say, you didn't even know the person. If you're this upset on Facebook about the death of Robin Williams, what's going to happen when your dad dies or your mom dies? Like, are you going to are you what are you going to post? You, you've just given us everything. You you're, this is almost like the kind of post you would make if your mom died. So what are you going to do when she died? You left no room. And what I reason is as someone who got very upset about the death of Corey Monteith for no reason pertaining to my closeness to Corey Monteith. I didn't know him. He died of a drug overdose. He was young. I just felt sad. My sadness that was unexpected when I got that Google alert or whatever was really because I almost died when I was young, tragically, and wouldn't have achieved all the things I've achieved and all the joy I brought people or the, you know, just the life I would have lived could have been cut short by a dumb addiction that I didn't get help for. And so I was crying really for the, the, for myself yeah. and, and, and like, 
it was healing for me. So I think these people on Facebook that are looking so badly for sympathy for someone they didn't even know, we just got to remember that they are in pain in other ways. And this is the only way they know to like, it's almost like we were talking about breadcrumbing. You know, you feel like if a guy ghosts you, you get so much more mileage out of being like, he ghosted me than if he like texted you every so often. Right. So this just gives someone something tangible when they don't, aren't able to do that with like, they're not able to admit that their parents didn't love them enough or that they really miss their sister who isn't talking to them anymore. It's too painful to admit those things or that they push people in their lives away and have caused themselves to feel really lonely lately. Like that's too painful. So they'd rather cry about Anthony Bourdain or that guy that you barely know from your high school. Final thought. It, the celebrity thing is interesting because it's like, when they post, it's always like someone more famous than them. So it does feel a little like. You mean when celebrities post yeah, about celebrities? Yeah, uh, other celebrities. Yeah, you've you've told me this before. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought it was kind of cool. But you know what, though? I think, though, it, we, if you ask some most of these people, hey, you posted this story. You didn't really know Jeff that well who died wakeboarding. Uh you know, but is, you know, are you doing this to get likes? They'd be like, "What? Are you fucking like?" I think a lot of people don't think <laughs> so. Like, you know, as dark as we and are, even like if they, they are, but, but they, even, even if they, if they do, are I getting get that, it to get likes, it's because people hate people that are clout chasers. But you got to understand that likes are love. Yeah. So these people didn't get enough love, and and as pathetic as it seems that this is going to give them this, like, you want heart emojis or. Just people writing comments. You want the most comments and you're refreshing it to see how many comments you got about the post about your cousin who died. If that's making you feel better, just let it yeah, be. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, who cares? Like, even Andrew, sometimes I see that you will latch on to like, like the Simone Biles thing. You posted a, a, a big thing. Like, you were very passionate about like people talking shit about Simone yeah. Biles dropping out. Mm-hmm. Remember? And I got a couple a days ago when it first it. hit. Yeah. Yeah, like you, but but you were triggered by that not because you are personally friends with Simone no. Biles or because you love USA Gymnastics or because you love meant like or because it was a mental of, health thing I think more than anything. Yeah, because you struggle with mental health because it was personal to you. Yes. and I could have gone, Andrew. This is all about you. You're, you're the reason you care is not because you care about Simone Biles. It's because you you care about you, and this makes you get defensive of people who judge you for having mental illness things, which you know and I know too this you but that's okay that you took that stand on it and that you're not taking a stand on Yemen like this is what people get mad about is goes you're gonna get you're gonna be make a whole post about Simone Biles getting some shit talk to her about from a tennis player uh and you won't post anything about millions of starving kids in Yemen and it's like well that doesn't relate to me as much as this does yeah and it doesn't trigger my shame that I have about my mental illness as as this does yeah and so does that make sense no and for I don't sure know, for sure I, I, think- I just relate whenever i post something like that and i'm really passionate about like a news item that's kind of out of nowhere it's because it's because i feel defensive and i i feel victimized by it was it. funny with that post because like i when i saw the story it just like i i i just i honestly just felt compelled to write something and then when i i didn't i swear to god i, I thought i would probably like take it down in like two minutes and then it got so many likes compared to my other, where like I started to be like, okay, I didn't mean for this to be about my life. Like I started to get, I'd feel like um, insecure about like getting these likes. Like I don't want these sympathy likes. This isn't for that. I literally just wanted to put this out. I swear to God, like I felt like 
weird about it becoming such a about it getting likes yeah because it became like it got shared more than anything i've ever posted or any right. and i was like also it's kind of easy to be like but like why would that make you feel sad that it got shared when a picture when you know. would be celebrating a video of you dancing with your shirt off getting shares like that you know what i mean like because i feel it like doesn't it was, matter what I, gets like i do sometimes feel like i could have been funnier with it and they, i'm almost like been a, not a contrarian, but like just been a little bit more uh, satire-ish. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I think, because uh, when you just write something like kind of like a preachy post, I feel like sometimes it, it really is easy to get likes on a preachy post. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Or a vulnerable one yeah. where you're taking a stand and defending someone that... So it feels easy because as a comedian, yeah. I want to be the funniest. I don't want to be the most preachy. Right, and I could go, Andrew just got a bunch of likes for saying the easiest thing that everyone's saying. Only like three people are even actually mad at this girl and they're all like right-wing idiots. So like he's not saying that something that anyone... Which you... I didn't read it because I was just like... <laughs> But these I are just, feel like too I, much for these me. thoughts are a little are these real thoughts that you actually have towards that or towards me? No, towards like about myself when yeah. I when I post those things, but yeah. I just knew that post you made it because you don't like when people judge you for having mental illness stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Judge me or judge yeah, judge anyone. I just think, Anyone. But it's like but if you didn't suffer with mental illness, you probably wouldn't have been as yeah, fired up for about. Sure. I just have to say. And I did. And, a, but that's just because I'm assuming that for myself I get fired up about things like the trans movement. I remember I was like very I'm and I'm wrapping up, but I remember being obsessed with how no one could understand that Kate, when Caitlyn Jenner came out. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? And they couldn't understand it. And I just didn't understand why people couldn't understand that you were, someone could be born in the wrong body. Like feel like they were a boy mm -hmm. or feel like they were a girl when they were born with a vagina or penis. Like how could you not understand that? And my therapist, I used to just go into my therapist's office and go, I'm so obsessed with making people understand trans issues and I really can't be friends with people who don't get it, who can't empathize with that. And she goes, are you trans? Like, what's going on? And I go, I know. Like, no, I don't feel like I should be a man or whatever. Like, my pussy does look like a penis sometimes, but like, that's not, that's a joke. But like, <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I relate to trans issues and I was passionate about it, not because I'm such a trans advocate but and I love trans people. Yes, I do. And I empathize with them, but it's because I felt like I was born in the wrong body, meaning I felt like my sister got the right body and I got some kind of wrong body. Not that I was assigned the wrong gender, but because but because I thought I deserved to have straight hair, smooth skin, you, um, yeah. no acne. And I felt literally, wanted to be skinnier, wanted to be taller, wanted to be all these different things. I felt just the same, like I knew what it feels like to be born, to feel like God smited you with the wrong body that you mentally, you were meant to look like Giselle, not Nikki Glaser. And feeling like it was unjust. And I, I needed people, I was so mad about it because I needed people to understand me. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't make that connection until I was in therapy. And she was like, why are you so upset about this? Because I was like, I guess I'm just a good person that like yeah. has empathy for trans people. I'm just like on the right side of things. No, bitch. It's because it's about you. Well, you've said to me before, you go, you know, when I don't have makeup on, I feel like sometimes I look like a man. And then when, yeah. and then when you, so you understand like, getting done up to look more feminine, which 
a lot of transgender people do. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm in drag sometimes yeah. when I dress up like a woman in, a lot. Yeah, and then I feel really comfortable when I dress like a man sometimes. I don't understand it. I don't <laughs> yearn to be a man the way that trans people do. I've looked into it to even... Because when I met Caitlyn Jenner, she said, are you trans? Because she sensed my empathy so yeah. much. And it even made me question it. But I am I am not trans. I, uh, I, I If I were... Well, I'm not counting it out because you can, you know, you can discover these things about yourself later. But I've done a lot of thinking on it and uh, it's just not me. Um, so don't be cut there. Thanks for putting up with this podcast today. It was a wild one. <laughs> I love you guys so much. As always, if you don't enjoy the podcast or me at any point, just turn it off. Or and make if you're a worried about post. me, you can DM Andrew or <laughs> Noah and just try to keep things nice out there and be nice to each other and understanding and kind and I'll try to do the same and I love you guys so much and don't be kid and um, all the swells you, watch Cooking with Paris on Netflix miss you, we miss you Brenna um, miss you, I'm one of the baby. episodes on Netflix's Cooking with Paris also F-Boy Island baby, new episodes out you. Thursday we watched all three last night it's so good check it out we'll see you tomorrow on the podcast I miss you Brenna miss you baby From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.